Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's the host of the Netflix series Hip Hop Evolution. He's an MC who I didn't know much about prior to this, but I'm glad I now I know about him. I feel every each of his albums are hip hop quotables. Uh, he just released his newest album, a short story about a war he shot, and I want to welcome him to the Library of Tomanico. Thanks for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cool. I want to start with a question that I heard you ask in the trailer for season two mm-hmm. of uh, Hip Hop Evolution. And that question was. What was your first taste of hip-hop? My first taste of hip-hop was probably a Canadian artist that you guys may or may not know. He goes by Maestro Fresh West. I've interviewed him, yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Maestro. He is great. Uh, Great guy, uh, great artist, and in Canada, he's our godfather, like 100%. 100%. So he had some um, big hits when I was just a little kid, maybe six, seven years old, so... Those are my earliest memories of hip hop. Uh, he had one hit song called "Let Your Backbone Slide" that was like a massive hit in Canada, um, and a huge anomaly in that sense because if you listen to the song, it is like hip hop. It's very hip hop. It's not Ice Ice Baby. It's like Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. sounding, Rakim sounding, like hard raps, hard drums, and it was a huge hit. Um, so that's probably my first taste of hip hop. Would you say that he had has he has had the kind of the biggest impact on you as an artist, or is that someone else? Yeah, I wouldn't say he's had the biggest impact of anyone, but definitely that initial impact of just seeing an artist. Uh, well, you know, a hit rap song like really has a hip hop energy, and uh, to come into my life, and then in other ways too. You know, he was you know, coming to learn that he's a Canadian artist and the way that he represented the kind of black Canadian experience in his music was influential for sure. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say he's like the, the top of my list of influences just because I encountered his music way younger. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say the artists that I heard in high school were more influential. With those Canadian artists as well? or is that- uh, No, I would, I would probably point to like the first uh, instances of hearing common Lauren Hill, Outcast, those would be, you know, the most formative like musical experiences of of my life in terms of impact on my career. 
Uh, the Netflix series Hip Hop Evolution uh, not just takes the viewer through a journey of hip hop; it obviously takes yourself through your own journey of hip hop. Um, so, so for you, what has been kind of the the most surprising, I guess, story that you heard? Something that you might have had a, had a, had a pre notion about, but could have yeah. been totally wrong. Yeah. Or like, what has stood out for you? Um, well, there's a there's a guy in uh, the first season, DJ Hollywood that I didn't know about, and I actually think a lot of hip-hop heads maybe didn't know about, um, who uh, was just the biggest DJ in New York um, in, this, in, at, in a certain time in the 70s, and, uh, you know, pioneering in terms of rap, like what we understand as rap, you know, he's like a pioneer. And that was news to me. I didn't know about that. You know, he was from Harlem and what, the 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 uh, story that we often hear is about the Bronx and mm-hmm. of course rightfully so um, so uh, that was that was new to me um, trying to think of other things I mean a lot of the other learning too is uh, it's a different kind of learning for me it's like more the physical visceral learning of being in a, in a place right being in the Bronx and feeling the energy of that place and the the mix of cultures that produced hip-hop and actually having contact with it and kind of getting to know it on that level has been a big part of what i've learned too uh in the trailer for season two uh q-tip talks about nas and obviously nas Illmatic. i mean what more can you say right mm-hmm. uh one thing q-tip says in the trailer he says uh nas was in the sense true quote-unquote true hip-hop what is the definition of true hip-hop in this sense yeah I think I I know what he means, you know. Uh part of the reason why Illmatic is held in such high regard, I think, is because it's still in the minds of music fans and hip hop heads, that is essentially hip hop. You know, this young, gritty, wise poet and beats that are grimy and soulful. That's essentially hip hop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I think that's kind of like what he means, and I, I do think that that remains like the essential elements of you know what you would call hip hop are those things. There's something that happens in, and I should have wrote this question out, but there's something that happens during your interview with in the Grandmaster Kaz episode, the uh, the Underground to the Mainstream episode, uh, where they talk about the the famous battle, uh, but then they talk about. And then, then, then there's a Rodney Dangerfield uh, rapping, right? And and the idea being is that rap became easy for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fast forward today, it's the most successful genre now, most popular genre. Yeah. You have you know YouTube stars, you have SoundCloud producers, et cetera, et cetera. Is that the is rapping just as easy now as it was when the Rodney Dangerfield dropped an album? I mean, yeah, does it feel that way? Yeah, I never really thought about that, but. Uh, in a sense, yes. You know, in the sense that um, there was a time, you know, as hip hop was developing and artists were um, like, artists were expanding the boundaries of the genre and developing and like making the genre more sophisticated and more elevated, where like you had to be great to be involved. Um, people listened for greatness. Mm hmm of a certain kind. And now that's not what people listen for. 
what a lot of, it's not what a lot of people listen for. So in a sense, yeah, because rap is essentially easy. Right. Like it is essentially easy. To be great at it is hard. Um, but it is essentially easy. And there's something nice about that in the sense that like it means that anyone can use it to express themselves. Right. I theoretically, you know, if you have rhythm which every human being is supposed to have and, you know, uh language which most human beings have too. You should be able to do it. But um yeah, to be great at it is is hard. And uh there was a time, especially as like the genre developed probably like in the nineties or whatever, like you had to be great. I mean, the standard, you know, we brought up Illmatic. Illmatic raised the bar. You had to approach that level of rapping. Rappers before that were like, well, I have to get way better. Right. You know, and the same thing happened with Rakim. It's like we interviewed DMC about Rakim, and I said, what did you think when you heard Rakim? He's like, I knew we were done. You know, <laughs> like that's how the genre evolved. But then at a certain point, I think you reach a creative apex. It's like, can you rap better than Black Thought? No. You can rap as good as Black Thought. You can't rap better. No. You can right. rap as good as Eminem. You can't rap better. You can rap as good as Andre 3000. You can't rap better. So rapping great is no longer like the thing right. that you have to do in order to be heard. So yeah, in a sense, I think you're right. I never really thought about that parallel to back then, but I think that's pretty accurate. Was you interview Flash and he talks about Blondie. Mm-hmm. Um and she does a, a rap. Uh, was there? I didn't see it, and and you know, it wasn't talked about in the interview. But was there a sense when she did the rap that it was too easy? As you know, another yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of same comparison as a Rodney Dangerfield, or was that? Well, it was interesting of, getting people's perspectives on it because, like, I was probably not born at the time that that song came out. But it's interesting getting people's perspective on it because what it what it seems like that was. Um, less of what you're describing and more like a really cool moment where hip hop came into the mainstream a little bit. Mm-hmm. It got a certain level of exposure and the song to a lot of the people we talked to was like a tribute, you know, to rap music and uh, the product of hip hop coming downtown and commingling with the, with the punk scene and the right. new wave scene and everything. So everyone we talked to seemed to suggest it was like a tribute and a really cool moment and less uh, like what it might sound like to us now. Right. Which is just like <laughs> not great rap. You know? um, I, I want to, of course, talk about your music, but um, when you talk to Grandmaster Kaz, uh, you also talk to Kane, Kumo, Kumo D. Kane talks about how he, he ripped up his, his whatever, his pad, because mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I'm doing, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and we talk about, our comedians talk about comedians, comedians. Um, through this journey of for you, has there been like one common MC MC? Oh, that, that's, like, that's cool. Um, one guy that comes up a lot. Hmm, that's a great question. I mean, it's a lot of the same names tend to come up. You know what I mean? These guys like Rakim or Nas that, that really changed the game. Um, Kane um, comes up a lot. Kaz comes up a lot. Uh, Melly Mel comes up a lot. A name that uh, maybe not everybody talks about as much anymore is Slick Rick. Huge influence. Huge, huge influence. Um, I think we tried to line up an interview with him, but we didn't get it. But, you know, everyone from Jay-Z to Andre 3000 to, you know, you name it, they cite Slick Rick as like a huge influence. The storytelling, the swagger, the humor, um, 
I think he's uh what would I call him, you know, uh on the tree of MCs, he's one of those main first branches. Right. Right? And people branch off from him. So uh yeah, he's he's an MC's MC for sure. That's come up a lot in interviews. Yeah, Joel Ortiz has a great line in uh his song Hip Hop and then its line is Slick talk to the track. Who brought that to the game? You're like, yeah, good point. (laughs) BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.